Good morning. How is everyone? It's time for another story for this. And this month, we are talking about Down syndrome. My name is Matthew. Uh, people with Down syndrome are born with more chromosomes 21 in some of their cells that make up their DNA. You usually get an extra chromosome by chance and this change does not happen because of everything anyone did before or during the pregnancy. We wanted to get to know a bit more about this. In today's episode, we're hearing from Lorne from the Dancing Association. Lorne is a member of Our Voice. Our Voice is a network of hundreds of people who have Dancing Frame who they're in England, Wales and Northern Ireland. They help make new resources, check information and help to produce training. We hear from Nicola from Down Syndrome UK and Pops sat with Ellen from a local charity PSDS who supports children and young people who have Down syndrome. They support families to by providing guidance, advice and friendship. Here's from in later who goes above and beyond of him this month's Choices Voices had down to Barbie Wells to chat all things pink and discuss the new diversity in their range. First up, over to DJ Park and Anne's Heaven for PSDS. Hello, today I'll be interviewing Helen, who has set up this PSDS. And I will be asking Helen some questions. Hi, Poppy. Thanks for inviting me onto your podcast. Lovely to meet you. So, Helen, you work for PSDS. What does that for? So, I'm one of the co-founders of a charity called PSDS and PSDS stands for providing support for children with Down syndrome and their families and that's the initials really of what our charity is PSDS providing support for children with Down syndrome and their families. So why did you start PSDS? So we started the charity, it was about 17 years ago. Um, my second baby, Thea, was born and we received a diagnosis or suspected diagnosis the day after Thea was born that she uh, probably had Down syndrome. And this was a surprise for us and a bit of a shock at the time because it hadn't been uh, detected in pregnancy. And after we had Thea and went home from hospital, we thought, well, okay, we just need to get on with being a family, that's fine, but we need to find out a bit more about what we can do to help Thea with her development because we just want to make sure she can reach her potential. 
So we then, through the support we were receiving through Portage and other services, we met some other families who also had a baby born recently with Down syndrome and we became friends and we set up a coffee morning and that was how PSDS first started by being a coffee morning for parents with babies who had Down syndrome and it just grew from there. Okay, and do you still have coffee mornings or events and all that? Yes, we still now meet up with coffee mornings, particularly for parents with new babies because I think it's really important that they know in the early stages that they can reach out and get help and support if they need it, but also just to meet other families like, like ourselves. So we do still offer coffee mornings, but we do a lot more now. We do after-school clubs for children, so we do drama clubs in Red Hill. We do groups and activities to help our children get ready for school. So we do services involving speech therapy and occupational therapy, Makaton signing, teaching through music and play. So that all happens. We run three groups a week. We run clubs for teenagers and we do events for the whole family. So we just had our summer party last week with Singing Hands who came along to entertain our families. And then we do a Christmas party and a summer day out. So we do we do lots of activities and we do lots of fundraising. And if the people have left PSDS, could they come back and do it and join in on the days out? Yeah, so the activities we offer are accessed mainly by families who become members of the charity. So families sort of join us as a member and then they can access all the services we offer. But new families often get in touch. New families are very welcome to come and join us for something like a day out or come to our summer party if they have a young person who has Down syndrome and can access what we offer. Sometimes people want to come along to find out a bit more about the charity before they join but at the moment, we have just under 120 families, and wow. they're all members. Wow. As a charity, do you rely on donations, and how can people donate? Poppy, that's a really important question. I'm glad you've asked me that one. Yes, we do. We, we're fully self-funded. We're a charity run by families, for families. We have um, donations through Just Giving. People can make donations through Just Giving. We have our own page or by visiting our page on Facebook. There's opportunities there to make a donation or through our website, which is www.psds.info. And there's a donation button on our website and there's a page about fundraising and how people can help. So we have to fundraise um, to do all the services we offer. So at the moment, to do everything we talked about today, from babies through to teenagers, all the activities we offer, we have to raise about £100,000 a year. So we do lots of events of our own to fundraise. We have quiz nights. We have families that do sponsored swims or do cycle rides or do the marathon, for example. But we also have people who do coffee mornings to raise money. We have businesses who very kindly support us and might make a donation or would come along and help with our activities. And we get support from our local communities. So... Some of the members of our local Rotary Clubs or Lions Clubs or, as I said, businesses or other charities will help us, which we're very grateful for. But altogether, we have to work really hard to raise about £100,000 a year to do everything we're doing. Would you say that you do events, say, once a month or twice a month? 
fundraising wise, there's activities going on really all the time because some of our members will hold their own events. So we just had a girl called Martha, for example. She has a brother who has Down syndrome and he accesses our preschool groups and Martha wanted to do something to help out. So Martha decided to do a sponsored swim and she did that in her local swimming pool, swam two kilometers. It took her 90 minutes. Uh, she did a lot of effort, I think lots of laps and she raised nearly four, what, well, just over 4,000 pounds, which is incredible. Wow. But we also, yeah, isn't that amazing? But we also do our own event. So we always hold a quiz night in March when it's Down Syndrome Awareness Week. Maybe every two or three months we're holding some kind of event or activity. So, yeah, we, we try and keep busy during the year. So what are the plans for the future for That's another really exciting question, actually, Poppy, because at the moment we have lots of activities going on in lots of different places. We hire village halls, church halls. We use rooms at schools. We've got activities going on in lots of different places, but we really want to bring everything together so it's all under one roof. So we're trying to get a building of our own, which can be our headquarters. Um, and we're hoping to have some exciting news about that soon. But it's something we've been working on for a long time. Um, but it looks like we might have, hopefully, some news on that in the near future. But, it, it, but it's always going to be an ambition of ours, whatever happens, to get our own building. But also, what we want to do is make sure we provide new services for our members who have Down syndrome as they become young adults. So we started the charity when our children were babies. I mentioned my daughter, Thea. Well, she was a baby when we started, but Thea will be 18. So we need to make sure we have services for babies, children going to school, children going to secondary school, people going to college, and young adults. So that's a challenge for us, is to grow what we offer to make sure it's relevant for everybody. If you help when they start with what happens when they leave college? Do you still help and support them? At the moment, because the eldest children in our charity are, um, are most of the young people we support are still at college. But in our strategy meeting last year, we decided that we would like to, if we can, offer services into young adulthood. So there are other amazing charities that also offer lots of social events and activities for young adults who have Down syndrome or have another disability um, or need support. So we're not sure yet exactly what we can offer, what we will be able to offer, but we'd like to at least offer a support and activities, social events for teenagers as they become young adults, maybe say after age 25. So that's the thinking at the moment. And it's something we're constantly looking at. Okay. I think that all my questions. Wow. <laughs> Thank you for coming. If you liked our interview and want to find out more, there's a website. Yes, absolutely, Poppy. People can visit our website, www.psds.info, or find us on social media and obviously get in touch. We'd love to hear from people. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Poppy. Now I sat with Nicola from Dancing Frame UK. Today I'm lucky to be joined by Nicola, the CEO and elder of Dancing Frame UK. Nicola created a website called Positive about 
Dolphin Brain, which is a website by parents for parents and parents to be sharing stories as photos to ensure it's fire and show you the reality of life with dancing brain and parents being told the right information and being given the support they deserve. She did a talk and it's an honest eye-opening talk and it's definitely worth a watch. Okay, thank you for chatting with me today. Hi, Matthews. Lovely to be here. Thank you. No worries. Okay, so the first question I want to ask is, as the founder of the CEO of the can you tell us why in particular Dolphin Bay was something you wanted to spend to time Yes, certainly. That's a good question. Thank you. So I'm now mum to two young people. Emily, my daughter, is 22 and Tom, my son, is 18. And 19 years ago, when I was pregnant with Tom, I knew very little about Down syndrome. Unfortunately, I was quite influenced by very outdated language and attitudes about the condition and it made me nervous about having a baby with Down syndrome. I'd never actually met anyone with Down syndrome, but I was worried. And so when Tom was born in August, coming up to 19 years ago, he's very routed, it's his birthday soon, got the big countdown. I struggled a bit, I'm afraid, Matthew. I found it really difficult because I didn't understand what it meant to have Down syndrome. And so at the beginning, I found it really difficult and I had to read a lot and speak to people. And But most of all, I learned from Tom. And even though he was only a baby, he taught me that the most important thing for me as a parent is to love and to be loved. And so that's what happened. I learned a lot from Tom. And as he grew up, I realized that he needed a little extra help, you know, to help him to particularly around speech, you know, with his communication. And so I set up a local group. I'm up in the Midlands, um, in the heart of England, and I set up a group festival called The Ups of Downs. And that was for families in Warwickshire. And then as Tom grew up, I realised that perhaps the problems and the struggles I'd had in the beginning, other parents were having. And so I started to do more nationally across the UK and that's when I, I created the website which you described positive about down syndrome which was very much as you say a website by parents for parents and so that's how I've been involved all because of Tom he's taught me a huge amount and I'm a much better person for having him in my life um something we wanted to to clear up is it down syndrome or down syndrome? Well, we as a charity, we, we use Down syndrome. It's only in the UK that Downs is still used. The rest of the world, you know, English speaking, use Down and, and I think in research and so on. It just, I, I suppose it avoids 
perhaps referring to somebody as being Downs. I can remember when Tom was a baby, a medical person, you know, that I'd just met, and they said to me, is he Downs? Do you know, it made me feel really quite protective. And I said, no, he's mine, because it made me feel like he didn't belong to me, that he belonged to this person. John Langdon Down was a doctor uh, in Victorian times, and he was the person who identified the condition. And so certainly for me, you know, I didn't like the use of the word Downs. It's, and I, I think in general, people who um, are parents, certainly, I like Tom to just be called Tom, you know, not the Downs boy or the Downs man. And certainly he just sees himself as Tom. So I think it's not a major issue, but certainly for us as a charity, and we encourage the word down or we use the word down. And the most important thing I think always is to see the person. Uh, and in Tom's case, he has Down syndrome, but you know, not to label him just as his condition. Do you think society had a good understanding? I don't think it does particularly. I don't know what you think. Matthew, there's a lot of outdated thoughts and attitudes. I think people with Down syndrome, uh, certainly from my experience, have more opportunities nowadays. All our children are legally allowed to go to a mainstream school, and that's only happened, I mean, I'm old, but that's happened in my lifetime. I always say you don't know what you don't know, and that's very true for me. Before I met Tom, I didn't know anyone with Down syndrome. But I think there is a sort of stigma towards people often who have Down syndrome or other learning disabilities. And I think it's perhaps because people feel uncomfortable and unsure and we don't like to be made that. So we perhaps avoid situations where we feel uncomfortable. So I think people with Down syndrome and other learning disabilities are fantastic advocates and are teaching society uh, about the everyday reality of living, you know, with Down syndrome and that, you know, it's nothing to be afraid of. I think it's great that TV programs now feature actors with Down syndrome and um, it seems like loads of models um, have Down syndrome, which is fabulous. Yeah, because I've been in Emmerdale, uh, I think there was one episode when when uh, when Amira talks about Down syndrome, okay, and yeah, I think there was a there's a young lad with Down syndrome, I think, in the um in Emmerdale. Yeah. Um, yeah, and there's Barbie have brought out dolls. Yeah, the film that came out last week, and they now have a, a doll who has Down syndrome. Yeah, so I think things like that um help because it makes us makes things more accessible and you know. That makes it better for society to have a better understanding. Yeah, I do have that in go because I'm talking to you about it. Because hmm. in my experience, I think it's worth actually talking about it. Hmm. So I thought it would be great to talk to you about things. Definitely. People like you, Matthew, were educating people, yeah. aren't you? Yeah, showing. Yeah. You know, I was very ignorant when I was pregnant and when Tom was a baby. I... I I really didn't understand, um, but now, you know, I know Tom all these years and I meet so many other people with Down syndrome and we're all just a little bit different to each other, aren't we? It's a lot on social media, so we have um, a strong presence on Facebook. I don't know if you go on Facebook at all. Do you like Facebook? 
Oh, cool. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> Are you on TikTok? Yeah. No, oh, don't. No, but I do Instagram. Oh, brilliant. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my son is on Instagram. So Tom, he's 18 now and he, he's training to be a fitness coach. And he has his Instagram. Oh, my gosh. What is it? Tom Fit. Dot 16, I think. Wow. And he's on Instagram. So, but Pat's as a charity, sorry, you know, we'd love to share your story. Perhaps you'd like to uh, let people know what you're getting up to in your life because that's what we do is just show everyday lives. Yeah, okay. And that would be brilliant. So, yes, so we do a lot on social media. And we, as you mentioned at the beginning, we have a website. In fact, we have two. So, we have Pad's, the one you mentioned, and then also Down Syndrome UK. And we also have I know we're doing a podcast so people can't see, but I'm going to hold up to show Matthew a book, which I love, that's called Nobody Told Me the Truth About Down Syndrome. Right, okay. And this book, it's 152 pages, I think, or thereabout, and it's full of stories and photos again. And we send that to all the maternity units so that expectant parents and new parents hopefully receive a copy of the book. So that's you know, really sharing our positive messages. And sometimes I would like to read it too. I will send a copy to you. Lovely. Big rain. Pleasure. Who kind of de-educate practically to pull people with Down syndrome? A lot of the work we do, Matthew, is with the parents, actually, because we're working with... Um, children, it's lovely with babies and preschool children with Down syndrome because uh, we're quite a new charity um, and that's where we started off our work. So a lot of the work we do is around helping our children with their speech. Um, so I don't know, you know, speech and language therapy and also helping the children um, with activities to learn to count and to read and all those really important early skills um, and we also work with the nurseries the preschools and the schools um, that the children go to because that then helps the children themselves at the schools the teachers and people understand so we do work that way and we also do what's called campaigning and lobbying we go to parliament the houses westminster so we go and we speak to the MPs, the members of parliament. Oh, I did it. Wow. We have a, an organisation, of it's called, it's a very grand name, the All-Party Parliamentary Group on Down Syndrome. It's very nice. happy. People with Down Syndrome talk to the um, MPs and tell them what the issues are, some of the challenges. So that's a very practical way of trying to make a difference long-term uh, for people with Down syndrome to make sure that you guys have access to good education, right. good health and housing, job opportunities and so on. It's quite a different way, a different angle, but it's a very important aspect. Uh, I'm saying about how to look Parliament. Do you see any other MPs like Ed Bulls and, and, and also Billington? Well, do you know, I've not met either of those. Um, oh, Anne Widdicombe was the lady. She was on Strictly Come Dancing, wasn't she? Yeah. yeah. Do you like Strictly? Oh, yeah. I have a huge side of it. Every time uh, I've got old episodes. Oh, fabulous. It's a great yeah. program, isn't it? 
So, no, I've not met Ed Balls or Anne Widdicombe, but I have met several others. When Rishi Sunak was just appointed, who's, oh as he came out of his meeting, we had a, a photography exhibition in the room in this area, and he had to walk through it. And so we were the first people. There were two young women with Down syndrome who shook his hand and congratulated him. And there's a photo we got, and I'm photo bombing in it, Matthew. <laughs> I don't like Rishi Sunak really. I think it's hard work. Yeah, I have to say they work. Yeah. They work very long hours, and most of them are quite good people. I think they. Yeah, they are. Yeah, listen to us taking on British politics. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't like. Yeah, I don't like politics, but it's just absolutely terrible. It can be at times, can't it? But unfortunately, it's the system we have, isn't it? Yes, of course. So we have to work within it. Yes. Yeah, I, I love that. I don't like Boris Johnson either because he's just a mad person. I'll agree with you on that. <laughs> I think we're all being very polite. Yeah. Is there everything else you would like to mention about dancing play? any of the listeners are interested obviously please do contact us if we can help in any way you know follow us on social media um hopefully we'll have a story about matthew very soon <laughs> a really important thing i've learned is all about education and you know for me as i say at the beginning i was very ignorant and then once i started to understand more you know i, I my life's been so much better and i think you know, having a good education for our children and young people with Down syndrome is really important too. And to have high expectations, you know, I think that's important. And it joined our chat. Thank you. That's okay. And thank you for your time. This is David's interview. Oh, my pleasure. I was today with Dan, Taff and Corinda with Rooney from the Down Syndrome Association. Today we are joined by Lorne from the Down Syndrome Association. The Down Syndrome Association supports people who have Down Syndrome, their parents and their carers throughout their lives. Thank you for coming along today. So Lorne, nice to meet you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, of course I can. My name is Lorne Gill and I have Down syndrome. I live in a flat independently on my own and I can cook rare meals myself. I also have support from my jackets and, and they help me in a flat. And I also help her buy charity shop at Dorothy House or on the till. And I also belong to a ladies gym. I do that with my mother and we, um, it's like a circuit. So, and um, I've gone to different machines doing different types of exercises. It's good for them. They, they also have like music going and it gets you in the mood. And I read class, um, strictly come dancing, colouring and crafts. So my favourite animal was a dolphin singing in place. I just have a, a very good, a, a very good life really. What's your favourite musical? Oh yeah, I'm a, I'm a, big, I'm a big musical is an addictive time. Then, um, I, I love um, the greatest showman and hairspray. So, what is our voice and how did you find out about it? I found out about it, covered it during the pandemic time. What do you do as part of our voice? I, I love joining and discussing different different topics. 
I also take it and read the rules so we understand them. Yeah, I tell them what I want to say and tell them what I want and then tell them about the topics that I like doing. Um, I, I think it's like joining, discussing different things and then you contribute to what they're talking about. What do you like about our voice? I like um, socializing with, with, with friends. We have relaxed, relaxing sessions where you can play games and chat about people's holidays. Do you take part in any other things the DSA puts on like their online activities such as the online play course, online Christmas, art and crafts and much more? Yeah, I, I in in Zooms. I, I enjoyed in the disguise and also Mr. Motivator. Does that mean like meeting him or watching back videos or um, I, I, I usually join in with the workouts with Mr. Motivator and and he's ever so funny and I and I have my own leggings with the sayings on it. Okay. Is there anything else you'd like to tell our listeners about? I also belong to Swindon Group for people with Down syndrome and they take people to Palatase and other things. And I, in the day I've closed deal my iPad, and I'm also looking for a, a job as well in, in work fair. I'm going to hopefully get a job in one of the pubs down where I live. Lovely it's for me, you little me. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing with us and being part of the podcast. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, it's tired, but the tortoise boy is itch. With a new, better, Gerwig movie, Barbie smashing box office numbers. Let's hear what we really think of Barbie's Patanista range. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. Hi, I'm Kelly. I'm Lucy. I'm Nicola. I'm Shola. First up, it's in 1959. Barbie has faced a fair share of criticism for an unrealistic body image. But recently, the brand has made more diverse dolls, giving people a toys that look like them. Barbie's fashion Easter celebrates diversity, the dolls having used wheelchairs, have specific limbs and humanities, parted with the the National Down Syndrome Society. This doll is the first to represent someone with a learning disability. These are included in her outfits, like butterflies, which are a symbol of Down Syndrome, and the blue and yellow represent Down Syndrome awareness. But does this make a difference? I just play. I just play with Barbie when I'm little. Not watching it. Not playing it. I like the music. I like the music well. I play with Barbie when I'm little. It's different. Dogs with Down syndrome. That's different. Think about people with learning disabilities. Some people come in this world. They have no idea. They have no idea what people with disabilities are and what and you know, they hidden. I've seen the film. I mean, Lucla, what's it? I like it. I 
Também eu não sei o exercício da fé, mas eu não sei. Eu suponho que as pessoas não entendem o que é isso. As pessoas não entendem o que é isso. É muito importante na minha mente. To get children to understand what this business is, that's what it is. Yeah, when I was younger, I could, I could play with it when I was younger. Bye, Barbie. Bye, Barbie. My name is Michael Smith. I have Down syndrome. I had it when I was born. I am 49 years old. But I don't really think about it. But sometimes when people call me names, it makes me feel sad and annoyed. I work at Argos. I'm doing the replenishment, sorting boxes, clearing nice and tidy. I work hard. Old people would get to know me instead of being rude. I'm a nice person. The person I want to nominate is John Conton. Well. Conton has been working for Surrey Choices for a very long time. He's helped me with Choices Waves Radio and we both work together on a Friday morning. Well, basically, John does a Friday morning show with me and he's not scared of jumping in to help other people out. Like, for instance, when we both did radio show I do one on a Friday on my own with John's help. He's actually funny, not afraid to laugh at himself as well. I better stop before John's head gets too big. Thanks John. And that is the end. Hope you enjoyed it and I'll be back. Bye bye. Digital voice of sorry choices.